Hello, and welcome to the Farsight Podcast. Welcome back, gamers, to the Farsight Podcast. Glad you could make it. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about Dune. (sighs) Dune. Now, Frank Herbert's book, uh, published in 1965, is... Well, it's an absolute work of genius. I absolutely adore it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I would put it up there on par with my love of Lord of the Rings, uh, H.G. Wells, War of the Worlds. Um, it is definitely one of my favourite books of all time. Um, I love the first three books, um, Dune, uh, Dune Messiah and Children of Dune. God Emperor of Dune onwards, I mean, they are good books and they really expand on what Frank Herbert did. Uh, but it's the first three books that really, really caught my attention. And of course, I always thought about what I would love to do in a, a role-playing game. Uh, of course, there's been an attempt at a role-playing game, uh, Dune Chronicles of the Imperium, uh, which only saw a few, a couple of thousand um, prints uh, about 20 years ago. And that is my holy grail, uh, to actually find an actual physical copy of that, uh, which would probably never happen. And of course, we've also got the Modiphius game coming out, uh, Adventures in the Imperium, uh, which comes out soon. Um... And that looks good, because it's using the 2D20 system, which is fine, uh, which I really enjoy. I think it's a great system. Uh, and there's also been lots of uh, little sort of uh, fan-made stuff. Um, I think there's one called Jihad uh, around somewhere. There's one called What's So Called About Spice, uh, which, of course, are, are riffs on that. It took, took me a while. I mean, I, I love the idea of Dune. I love the idea of the uh, houses and the, the politics um, you know, and they've got the religious aspect, uh, the idea that people, leaders, uh, charismatic leaders, um, aren't all that, and they can actually be very, very dangerous. I think we've seen that in the real world, uh, which I think is exactly what uh, Herbert was trying to was trying to say. Um, leaders are bad for your health, I think he said, and that's really, really interesting. Uh, now, the the Dune setting, as far as role playing setting is concerned. I felt that I might have the same problems with that that I used to have with Lord of the Rings, as in I have a very specific idea of Dune, of what Dune is, of the kind of games that I would love to run in Dune. Um, the visual aesthetic doesn't really bother me that much. Uh, you have the visuals of the David Lynch movie, which were excellent, even though the, the film itself didn't follow the book and change certain aspects and basically the entire message of the actual book was lost. Uh, it's still a great film, don't get me wrong. I mean, visually, it's uh, some of the design work, the sets in that, the costumes are just utterly stunning and absolutely fantastic and then you have the sci-fi series uh, of Dune and Children of Dune Dune, I mean it's probably the closest you've, ever got, you've got up to yet um, as far as the um, story is concerned uh, even though it looked a bit weird uh, and you could tell it was you know, obvious, sets obvious and the costumes were, were great well, I did quite like the Sardaukar uh, costumes they were so wacky it was quite, uh, quite endearing and then there's Children of Dune, which is a vast improvement, absolutely really, really good little miniseries that was. And then, of course, you've got Villeneuve, uh, Denis Villeneuve. He's got his film coming out um, this year, uh, which I am so excited for. The actual trailer is out tomorrow. Uh, I'm recording this on the seventh, uh, sorry, on the eighth of September, and the official three-minute trailer is out on the 9th. And yes, I can hardly contain my excitement. Um, I've actually uh, wet my pants just saying that actually. So I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, so me actually winning a, a role-playing game in the universe of June, it, it always concerned me because I was worried that my players might not um, treat June, the setting and the games, uh, with the same amount of 
this is going to sound really conceited, but the same amount of kind of reverence or the same amount of respect that I do of the of the actual of the material. So I think when I'm sitting at a table, I'm going to be expecting the players to act a certain way. Of course, how the players act and what they do is completely up to them. They can they can knock about it if they want to. That's absolutely that's absolutely not a problem. But do you know when you, when you sort of go into a, like a game system? Uh, I was like I said, it was the same with Lord of the Rings, especially after the movies came out. I had a very high expectation of how characters, the players, uh, should act uh, in the, how they should speak, how they should refer to each other, how how seriously they should take the situations. As it turns out, the first few games I ever ran for uh, Middle Earth um, for Lord of the Rings. Felt just like a Dungeons and Dragons game. The players created their characters. They were just messing about. They were just making silly jokes all the way through. And, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, it annoyed me. I was frustrated because that's not what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted a bit more respect for the source material. Um, and and that, that and that's not fair. Um, I'm saying that right away. Back then, when I was doing it that doing it that way, it was not fair. I would simply just stop the game and then I would just go off and do something else that was more conducive to what they wanted to play. And that wasn't fair. That's not fair on them as players. Um, yes, maybe perhaps if I had been a bit clearer about what I expected from a game, then yeah, maybe I would have had a better game and maybe they would have responded differently and possibly better. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, if I turn around and say I want you guys to play this way, more than half of them aren't going to turn up. That's cause that's not that's obviously not the game that they're looking for. So that's I think that's what worried me uh, about Dune: um, how people are going to respond to the Dune setting. Um, I mean, as soon as I mean, all I want to do, I want to run a game during the Jihad, um, just after June, uh, just before June Messiah, and create a team of smugglers. So people try still trying even during all this massive upheaval, and billions of people across the known universe are being killed in the name of Muad'Dib, and I've thought I could play some smugglers. Can you imagine how dangerous that would be? Trying to get spice, or, or not just spice, anything really. Off Arrakis and then trying to sort of get get it to the people uh, who matter and the, and, and the spicing guild even maybe they're buying it surreptitiously because of everything that's going on uh, trying to get it to navigators um, and trying to get to those people who are scared that they're going to have their spice cut off and then you know what I mean they're not going to be able to have their lives extended things are going to wither away or use it for or, or other means so that's that always really really interested me really wanting to do that but my fear was. That if I sat down and I said, yes, we're going to do Dune. Yes, there's going to be spaceships and there's going to be shields and there's going to be worms and there's going to be Shai Hulud and there's going to be um, all massive, massive weird words. Um, but you're going to play smugglers. Uh, I think the first thing that's going to happen, they're going to switch on the Han Solo. And we're going to have, it's just going to turn to Star Wars. Uh, or it's going to turn to Firefly. So, and that's kind of... Not what I'm looking for. Maybe I should. Maybe maybe I should allow that to happen. Maybe I should allow them just to play the game as they please. But I don't know. I'm, I think I'm being too restrictive. I think when I think about it, maybe this sort of game isn't. Maybe I need to find people who are instead of just throwing the game at gamers, at fellow gamers who will literally play anything. Uh, I should be looking for a group of people uh, who are have the same mindset or the same sort of. Um, reverence for Dune that I do when I first started running the Star Wars role playing game, the West End Games version, first edition uh, back in 1987 uh, when I bought that I was lucky because you see I grew up with Star Wars I was a massive Star Wars fan and my friends were massive Star Wars fans my um, friend Mark who runs the website fanthatracks.com 
um, which is a huge international fan Star Wars fan website. Um, he's up. I mean, well, just explained it there. The guy is an absolutely huge Star Wars fan. And everybody who are my friends who are also getting into gaming uh, were all massive Star Wars fans. So setting up those games and having fun with Star Wars and the way that we enjoyed it was easy. It was, it was easy. But I don't know. I know people who like Dune, but I don't know, me, me personally, people who are massive Dune fans, um, love the books, and also love role-playing. So, and that is my, that is my personal, that is my personal hell. No, it's my personal dilemma. The fact that I need to find players who love Dune as much as I do and are also really into their role-playing games. As far as systems concerned, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Modifius one. I don't know anything about the uh, Chronicles of the Imperium game from 20 years ago. I would love to sit down with a copy of that and read that. That'd be amazing. Uh, but I don't have a thousand pounds or seller. Um, but I was thinking about what I what's if I couldn't get hold of any other system, what I would use for a Dune game. And um, I remember some of the best Middle Earth games I played were using uh, Cthulhu Dark Ages, the original one. And I turned um, sanity into darkness. So the more darkness they got, the more chance they'd go mad and then turn to the, the forces of Sauron. It was post War of the Ring. And uh, that worked really, really well. And that was some of the best games I actually had. It was really, really good. Uh, and I think about doing something similar for Dune. And I think if I had to choose a game to run Dune with, and you've got to remember as well, there's a kind of medieval feudal uh, system uh, vibe to Dune, I would use Pendragon. Uh, because not only is it a fantastic system, a fantastic game, and a fantastic way to set up, those families, those dynastic families, are perfect for houses. And then you could run your game, and it'd be absolutely huge, telling this huge story. And not just about your character, but about your sons and daughters, and then their sons and daughters. And setting up a house, it would be absolutely fantastic. In fact, it doesn't really take that much to change that, because, of course, they still do... They, I mean, they, they do... Um, there's still a lot of projectile weapons which they use, and laser weapons, and what have you. But they mainly use, of course, shields, and because they're using shields, they have to use swords and what have you. So you could do that. That would work. They might have to throw in a few rules, maybe for the effects of spice or spaceships, maybe. Um, but yeah, you could. Um, maybe not spaceships. Because I don't see. Really, I see Dune as the, the ships are a means to an end. They're not there to have massive space battles. Although, let's face it, that would be cool. But yeah, I think Pendragon would work really, really well for Dune. Um, and that's a good way of getting players in, because they're fans of Pendragon, and you say, well, it's Pendragon, but slightly science fiction -y. yeah, that's going to get him involved straight away. So, um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on Dune. I'm, I'm very excited about the Denis Villeneuve film coming out. Uh, if you haven't seen the David Lynch version, watch it, uh, but read the book first, because there's loads of stuff in the David Lynch film which is just plain wrong and was introduced just for the film. But visually, it's it's a really, really good film. Uh, I, I, and the, the performances are fantastic. Um, and the design work is just mind-blowing. It's, it's so, so good. So, yeah, I can... And you get to see Stinging Pants, so job done. So, yeah, you, um, yeah, you might want to check that film out. Uh, that's really, really good. The... Sci-fi series, Dune uh, and Children of Dune. Dune is good, but it feels like if if you watch the original Dune sci-fi series episodes um, with William Hurt, uh, I would watch it as if you're watching a theatre production because that's what it feels like. Like I said, the sets are obvious, but if you watch it as if you're watching a videoed theatre production, it, it's very very good and it's probably the closest you're going to get at the moment. I mean, we don't know about Vilna's um, Vilna's um, version, but that's probably the closest you're going to get to the 
you know a proper telling of the story and children of dune is just excellent it is so well there's a little bit of overacting but it's it's so well done it's so well made and it looks great yeah in fact children of dune actually encompasses both the books dune messiah and children of dune so basically as far as miniseries goes i've actually got all my three favorite books God Emperor of Dune is bonkers, but it's really, really good. It is really good. How would that translate to screen? I have no idea. Uh, but um, I would love to see uh, Leto as the as the as the uh, God Emperor, as the as the worm with the face. It's just stunning. It's a great, great, great book. But uh, but yeah, anyway, that's it. That's it. Uh, so Dune. Um, I'd love to run a role playing game of Dune. So there we go. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you to my uh, nephew Ryan for an absolutely fantastic intro uh, music and I will see you on the next episode of the Farsight podcast. Thanks very much.